Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So you are 35 weeks and I'm sure you're working on the clear understanding that this pregnancy will last until 40 weeks. Hmm, It's a bit like a fixed term tenancy, Claire. Yes. And I don't want to dampen your spirit, but we should probably mention at this point that only 4% of babies arrive on their actual due date. But most babies are born in the two weeks either side of their due date. Mm, And first time mums tend to have a slightly longer pregnancy than those who've already had children. So baby arrival is far from an exact science. But the good news is that it won't be longer than seven weeks before you meet your baby. Yay. So let's hear how baby is. What's happening for baby? We're moving up in the world of melons this week, Claire. Last week was a cantaloupe. This week, I give you the honeydew. (laughs) Ha ha. Your baby is now expected to weigh nearly 2.4 kilograms and measures about 46 centimetres from head to heel. And he'll gain about 28 grams a day over the next few weeks. A proper little fat converter. It may be possible to know how your baby's moving in your womb just by looking at your bump. Depending on his position, you may see a rise and fall as he rolls over or rhythmic twitches as he gets the hiccups. Ah, yes. My first baby had hiccups a lot. Now he's getting bigger, your baby's movements may feel a bit uncomfortable. As your baby takes up more space in your womb, the amount of amniotic fluid surrounding him is naturally decreasing. Although the end of your pregnancy is now very much in sight, your baby's still got a little bit more growing to do before he arrives. What's happening for you? You may be feeling as though you've run out of room. Your womb has grown to many times its original size and is now up under your ribs. This can make you more breathless than usual and even leave you feeling faint. So... Be sure to take it easy and get as much rest as you need. Yeah, great advice, Claire. If your baby's movements are causing you pain, try changing position. So you could try lying on your side or getting down onto all fours. It might encourage your baby to move and help relieve the discomfort a bit. While it's normal for your baby's movements to feel different in the last few weeks of pregnancy, your little one should still be moving just as much as before. If you ever feel that your baby isn't moving as much as normal or have any questions about your baby's movements, contact your midwife straight away. We have a belter of a question this week, Claire. Should I shave or wax my bush before birth? Ah, a good question that (laughs) just about everyone asks themselves, I'm sure. So we have quite a definitive answer here. A big fat no. That's right, Claire. The current medical advice is that you shouldn't shave or wax directly before birth as it can increase the risk of infection if you end up needing a C-section. Absolutely. Although I have to say... I could barely reach down there towards the end of the pregnancy anyway. So (laughs) even if I tried, I think the effects might have been a bit hit and miss. But it doesn't mean you have to be super hairy down there, does it? No, if you're worried your baby might think they've arrived in a forest and it makes you feel better to have a tidy foofo bush or whatever you like to name your lady hair, then there are ways to have a groom downstairs without dragging a razor across it. Yeah, and you're less likely to get an infection if you have a trim or use hair removal cream rather than shaving or waxing. So dig out the cream or just neaten things up with scissors or clippers, but no touching a bush with a razor or waxing after 36 weeks if possible. And remember, whether you're a Hollywood, Brazilian or 70s retro, your medical team will have seen it all before and I can honestly say that it will be the last thing on their mind so you could go crazy and go oh natural I mean it's vagina vogue Claire now 
what to expect this week. So in what to expect this week, we're talking about C-sections. Okay, so some of you will already know that you're going to have a C-section. And this might be for one of many reasons. Yeah, for example, it could be because you have a low-lying placenta, placenta bravia, or... You may have an infection such as herpes or HIV that could be passed on to your baby if you gave birth vaginally. If you already know that you're having a cesarean, then you may have your date for the big day. Anyone might end up having a C-section. So it's always good to know a bit about what to expect. One in four babies are born by caesarean. So how can you prepare for your C-section? Well, your doctor or midwife should explain why you need a C-section and what will happen during the operation. They'll also outline the risks of not having a caesarean as well as the possible risks of surgery. If you've planned your C-section, as we were just talking about, your midwife or doctor may advise you to leave the hair down there. (laughs) They may prefer to trim it just before surgery, but they'll use antiseptic to reduce your risk of infection. A practical point, Claire, but you'll also need to take off makeup and nail varnish so your skin tone can be monitored during the operation. If you have gel nail overlays, acrylics or fake nails, they'll need to be removed before you come into hospital. Oh yeah, my friend was gutted because she went and had a pedicure just beforehand just to get a bit of a boost and didn't realise that they'd make her take all her nail varnish off. Oh no, what a nightmare after paying for having them done. I know. You won't be able to wear contact lenses. So if you wear glasses, give them to your partner or midwife so you can see your baby after the operation, obviously, um, because you want to do that. Yeah, no blurred babies, please. You will be asked not to eat on the day of the surgery, although you can have a drink of water up to two hours before the operation. You'll have an appointment at the hospital in the week before your surgery cesarean you'll be given some medicine to take the night before surgery and on the day of your c-section so that could be antibiotics antacid or anti-sickness medicine yeah and you'll also be offered a blood test to check that you haven't got anemia if you have you'll need a bit of extra care and also this appointment is a good opportunity to have a chat about any worries you might have isn't it so write down questions beforehand anything that you want to ask so you don't forget them and if your c-section is unplanned or an emergency don't worry if you haven't been able to do all these things your medical team will be able to prepare you for the surgery and give you the right treatments to make sure you and your baby are safe and well and even if you've had something to eat your anaesthetist will be able to reduce your risk of being sick during or after the operation yeah okay so let's talk about what happens before surgery yeah, before surgery, you'll need to change into a hospital gown. You know, the ones with the ties down your back? They are pretty thrilling and <laughs> remove all jewellery, though your rings can be taped over. If you have a retainer, you'll need to remove it too. Your partner will usually be able to be with you during your C-section, but will need to wear a theatre gown, a hat and special footwear. I actually found my husband look quite cool in this garb and I could fantasise that we were in ER. (laughs) A bit of a George Clooney moment there for you. Yeah. My friend's husband was worried he'd been mistaken for one of the medical team and called on to step in and do some part of the procedure. Yeah, could happen. It's worth mentioning you could choose the music playing in the room. So if you want Cheryl Crow's The First Cut is the Deepest, (laughs) then that is fine. Okay, awful. (laughs) But yeah, at least the staff will know you have a sense of humour, I suppose. Yeah, and you can, of course, download a podcast and play that. Maybe we should make a C-section podcast, Claire. Yeah, I reckon we should. Okay, so moving on. You're lying on an operating table that is actually tilted slightly sideways. That's so the weight of your womb doesn't reduce the blood supply to your lungs and make your blood pressure drop. Oh, they think of everything, don't they, these clever doctors? Okay, now we have a long list of all the things that happened to you before the op. So let's rattle through these, Lucy, from the top. A drip will be inserted into your vein in your arm to give you fluids and drugs that prevent low blood pressure. You'll be given a regional anaesthetic that numbs your bottom half via a spinal or an epidural. This is done by an injection into your lower back. And then a thin tube or catheter will be inserted into your bladder, which will stay there until after the birth. Spinal or epidural anaesthetic can prevent your bladder from working properly, so the catheter empties it ready for surgery. You won't feel it because of the painkiller. 
when I heard this kind of thing before my C-section, it absolutely filled me with dread. But I'll be honest, I don't even remember most of these things happening yeah. to me. So don't panic. The area where the cut will be made is prepared next. A cuff will be put on your arm to monitor your blood pressure and electrodes placed on your chest to monitor your heart rate. You may also have a finger pulse monitor attached. You'll also be given an injection of antibiotics to prevent an infection. They'll do this before rather than after the operation because it's more effective and safe for your baby. You'll be given anti-sickness medicine or acupressure to stop you from feeling sick. When you hear it all laid out like that, it can sound like quite a lot, can't it, Claire? Yeah. But it's all done really smoothly and calmly and a lot of the things are happening when you're not even aware of it. Definitely. You may be surprised by how many people are in the operating theatre with you during your C-section. So it's about nine or ten is common, isn't it? But it can depend on the situation. Yeah, my experience of this is that they were all so friendly and they talk you through everything that they're doing. I couldn't have felt more looked after, to be honest. Oh, it's good to hear. And we won't go into the details of the actual C-section itself, will we? But there really isn't any pain, is there? It's described as feeling like someone's doing the washing up in your tummy. That is a great description. Um, And if you want the gory details of the C-section itself, then it's all explained on Baby Centre. But we will move on because we want to know what will happen after my baby is born. Ah, well, your baby will be placed straight onto your chest or he may need to be checked by a midwife or paediatrician. Oh, and by the way, if your partner would like to cut the cord, you can check with a doctor beforehand. Some hospitals allow it, but some don't. Either way, your partner can usually hold your baby if you're unable to yet. Babies born by C-section tend to be a little colder than babies who are born vaginally, so need to be kept warm using skin to skin, either with you or your partner. Your midwife will do some checks on your baby's well-being one minute and five minutes after he's born. If there's been any concern about your baby's health or if you've had a general anaesthetic, a paediatrician will do the checks. Some babies need oxygen or need to go to special care for a while. Once you've delivered your baby, you'll be given an injection of the hormone oxytocin. This will help you to deliver the placenta and reduce how much blood you lose. Your doctor will gently tug the umbilical cord to ensure the placenta has come away before pulling it out. You'll be in theatre for about 40 to 50 minutes if the surgery is a straightforward planned C-section, though it may be longer if there are complications or if you've had a C-section in the past. About one in ten women may need to be cared for in a high dependency unit after the operation, usually when there have been complications affecting the pregnancy rather than the surgery itself. There are a variety of ways your doctor can close your wound, including dissolvable stitches, non-dissolvable stitches or staples. Ask what you've had so you know what to expect when your dressing is removed. If you have stitches that need to be removed, your community midwife will remove them, usually about five days to seven days after the birth. When you're ready, you'll usually be moved into the recovery room where you, your partner and your baby can be together. While in the recovery room, you may start shivering. This is because your body temperature drops during the operation and theatres are kept cool. The shivering is usually harmless and it lasts about half an hour. Your midwife will help to warm you up with blankets and fluids. Do you remember shivering? Um, I do have a vague recollection of that, actually, so I think it's definitely true. Mm. (laughs) Try to cuddle your baby skin to skin as soon as you can. If you want to breastfeed, it's best to try while you're still in the recovery room. That first hour after birth is a good time to give your baby that first chance to feed. Oh, yeah, I think that's called the golden hour, isn't it? Yeah, the golden hour. Certainly when we started feeding. Yeah. Starting off with skin to skin can help your baby to start nuzzling around and having a first go at feeding. It also helps with bonding and soothing your baby. Your midwife will help you get comfortable for breastfeeding and take care of you straight after the operation. So definitely call on them if you need some support. And you'll be given strong pain relief to see you through after the C-section. You'll be pleased to know. (laughs) If you're at risk of developing a blood clot, your obstetrician may recommend that you have low molecular weight heparin injections for 10 days after the birth to prevent clotting from happening. You and your partner will be shown how to do these injections at home. I didn't have a C-section, but I had those. 
Yeah, I had them as well. And the last point to make is in addition to the hospital bag for people who have C-sections, get your granny pants out. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to have some great big knickers so nothing cuts in around the bikini line at the top of your pubes as that is going to be a bit sore for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, knickers the size of a small tent of the order of the day. <laughs> Pearls of wisdom as ever, Claire. Okay, that's it for this week. These podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. Yes, we hope you stay well, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week when we'll be talking about being 36 weeks pregnant. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy, or get emails tailored to you and your baby, download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.